What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week as you guys tune in to this episode. So my name is Deandre Nicolette. I am the host of Manifest Daily. If you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. And if you are an OG listener, welcome back, my love. Thank you so much for tuning back into today's episode. So you guys, I'm here chatting with you from the past. It is currently Monday. It is 9.24 p.m. Yes, I said that right. It is 9.24, baby girl. I should be in bed right now reading my book. But y'all, I'm here getting this episode prepped and ready for y'all. That's how dedicated I am. You feel me? You feel me? So I had an amazing chat with Tolu. We literally sat down, recorded this amazing podcast episode. It was like kind of like a very much like a chill girl chat. We talked about everything from manifestation and, you know, how people talk about manifestation on the internet and how people sort of equate manifestation with a lack of work or a lack of drive or a lack of discipline. We talked about being a black woman in America, having to work 10 times, 20 times, 100 times harder than other people in this country. We talked about dating. We talked about this concept of high value men and what that means to us. So, so many different things in this episode. It was definitely a little bit of a different episode for me. Typically, as you guys know, it's usually, you know, very much manifestation content here, but I feel like this episode was really dope in that it encompassed a lot of things that I always talk about on the podcast and sort of brought in a different perspective and 
did so in a very conversational way with Tolu. So it wasn't an interview or anything like that. We were literally just having a chat. I was on my bed. She was in her space sipping her tea and we were just having a good time. So I really hope you guys like this episode. Please let me know on social media, on Instagram, specifically on my Be Overall Instagram. If you like this episode, that way I know to kind of do more of these. Like if y'all like this format, it wouldn't be the format for all of the episodes on the podcast, but I would love to do more of these here and there with more of my friends and just kind of introduce you guys to my friends and different perspectives on the show. So thank you again for tuning in, for listening to this podcast. I hope this intro audio is okay because I'm not using my mic right now. I decided to do this intro spontaneously, but I'm going to go ahead and finish editing this episode, which... Literally, I'm actually not editing the portion with me and Tulu talking. I'm just editing the intro and the outro. But um, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Leave a review on iTunes if you listen and you haven't left one already. And I will chat with you guys in the very next episode of the Manifest Daily. manifest daily y'all know we lit okay this episode i am so excited for because i'm chatting with tolu i'm gonna let her introduce herself in a second but y'all it's like you know how i always say it's like this these episodes it's like you're sitting down with your girls you're chatting you're sipping a little champagne okay you turn a little bit maybe not i don't know depends on what you're sipping on girl okay but this really is that type of episode because i'm sitting here in bed tolu sitting with her tea and we are just chatting and we're covering a bunch of different topics today that i am so 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 excited for but before we dive in tolu let the audience know who you is what you do you know whatever all that all right hi guys i feel like i've been on your podcast before right but i feel like my ass just always be changing and evolving, but currently in the season of life that I'm in, I would consider myself um, a working professional, a student, um, currently in school, and just a content creator when I have downtime. So <laughs> I like to create content based on lifestyle, um, like health, fitness, mental health, all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I reside in Canada. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this episode. I feel like we haven't recorded in so long. And I feel like no. we got like, it's just gonna, it's gonna be a vibe. It's literally gonna be a vibe. Like literally pull up a chair, you know, and come hang out with us. Yeah. Like, face yeah. like, Better yet, grab the face mask, grab yes. a bottle of wine if you're into wine, get your yes. water, hydrate, yes. because we're staying hydrated all 2021, okay? Yes. And let's just chat. Let's just chat. So Exactly. I have a list of a couple topics I'd love for us to kind of dive into, because, girl, I got things to say about these. I want to hear your opinion, too. Yeah. But the first thing I want to kind of dive into is let's talk about manifestation obviously mm-hmm. okay baby. let me let me yeah. give a little bit more context to it so you know there's this whole thing I feel like it's not even like a controversy but I've been seeing a lot of people talking about manifestation mm-hmm. and sort of interpreting manifestation as this very magical thing where you sort of like mm. want it you got it right Ariana Grande's words like if you wish it you will it you got it and sort yeah. of 
like equating manifestation with neglect of work, right? Mm. With neglect of hard work, neglect of dedication, and dismissing manifestation and the power of manifestation simply because they're thinking that when people talk about manifestation, they're talking about you just sitting at home, wanting something and expecting it to come to you. So like, have you seen that specifically like on social, any like dialogues, any posts or anything like that? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I've seen lots of like, lots of that of like, I want it, I got it kind of thing. And not to say that that is impossible, but the thing is like, when you're looking at these image, like pictures or reels or videos or whatever online, you have to think like, it's one, it's cute. Like it is curated, not saying that it didn't happen, but it's also like a snapshot as well. Um, you might not, they might not show like what they might've done behind the scenes, or let's say, for example, if they have teams or let's say they were working hard or not going out with their friends when we're, when we were allowed to, or like, you know, putting in the work, like bettering themselves. We don't, you're not with somebody like 24 seven. So like, I feel like I definitely have seen that, but I also think that people should definitely share, give more of an insight into like behind the scenes. And even just like, I think recently I like saw this quote on Instagram and it was like, be grateful for where you are now because where you were at, you've prayed for. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, I was like, that's so true because like, and not to say like be contended with where you like stay where you are forever. Like, no, I think life you're supposed to want more and grow and explore and expand. Um, but, but like, I took a step back and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I remember the days where like my parents wouldn't give me rides. Cause they were like, go get your license or like, and I had to take the bus and I'd be like, oh my God, it's freezing cold out here in Canada. I'm here waiting for the bus. It would be so nice to have a car. Whereas now I have a car, I have my own place. And like, I'd be wishing I'd be like, oh my God, I just want peace of mind. I don't want to be around them. But it's like, I did put in the work, right? Like I, yes, I told God or the universe, like, Hey, this is what I want. But at the same time, I think you have to be proactive. Like it's, it's not going to just fall onto you, like on your face, like the table that you have at home, that's made of wood or glass. Like God gave us the resources. He's like, here's a tree. (laughs) You know what I mean? Make it a table, (laughs) you know? So that's like, that's my, like, you also have to play your own part or even just recently, there was something that I wanted and, um, I wanted it like, and I knew I could buy it for myself, but I was like, Oh, this would be nice to be a gift. And I literally mentioned it to my friends. I was like, Hey, you know, my birthday's coming up. Like, this is what I want. And they were like, okay, sure. We'll get it for you. So I think, um, it's not this, like this thing of like blink and it's there. Like you have to be intentional with, um, what it is that you do and where it is that you want to be. And, put in your part, right? Do your, like meet God halfway is like kind of like how I see it. Um, yeah. With manifestation. And I don't think it's just this magical thing of like wave a wand and it's, it's there. Like, and not to say like we are powerful beings, but I, I just don't think it's like you snap your fingers and it's there, you know? I totally agree with you. And especially when you're the part where you were like meeting God halfway. And that's why mm-hmm. I always phrase things in this light of like, we are co-creators, right? Because I think that if you were to, you know, say you give up all the power, right? You're, you're almost neglecting free will and and God gave us free will to act, to be able to say, okay, you know, like you said, I have the wood, I have the nails. Let me make this table. Let me make this drawer. Like, let me make whatever. 
So we have that yeah. free will, but I think there's also the piece that people neglect where it's like within that free will, you have to choose sometimes. And sometimes choosing mm-hmm. means doing the hard work. I actually posted this thing on my story today with, um, do you listen to Polo G? Girl, no. Like, okay. No, I don't. But I, I listened to the song on your story today. I was like, okay, let me see who this is. <laughs> um, this music, like, I love him. Like, I really do. I be loving these little rappers. They ain't even be Lil. You know what I'm saying? I be loving these rappers. Y'all, you can see my type, girl. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong yeah for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought of that the video you sent me yesterday and you're like that's yeah. I'm I'm not interested and then it's like maybe I like you a little bit oh, yeah. <laughs> I need a reel about that you're gonna see it like tomorrow or something yeah Polo like he um he posted this thing where mm-hmm. he hit one his new song hit number one on billboard yeah and he was showing like he mentioned how he manifested this on twitter and then he was showing on his instagram he was like you know, he has sent a text to, I think, his producer or something when they made the song. And he yeah. was like, yo, this is going to be a number one. Like, this is going to be it. Yeah. And so he was just kind of like putting it out there about speaking it into existence. And I really mm-hmm. like that because in his in his other tweets and his other messages, he was talking about how like if you put in the work and you grind, like, you are going to get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. and here's the thing. I feel like the there is up for interpretation because sometimes the there the where you do end up is not necessarily where you think you're going to end up but I think sometimes mm-hmm. you end up in a better place mm-hmm. but I think him showing that on his story like him showing like he really spoke that into existence but he didn't just speak it he took actions like he grinded every day he was putting music out here he was doing all these different things that we as just the listeners out here probably don't even have half the clue of what he was doing behind the scenes with his producers and yeah. with all that stuff, right? Like when yes. these rappers you talk about coming up from the trenches, girl, that's why I love that kind of music, like Wookie yeah. Hockey, because they really talk about how they come up out the trenches, how they did all this stuff, how at one point in life they were doing XYZ on the streets and now they're living a certain way. Drake, especially be speaking about manifestation real real happy like listen to some of the stuff Drake be saying because he really be awesome okay he be no yep. <laughs> yep yeah and they they know because sometimes it's like you do your own part and then go, when God meets you halfway you're like wow I didn't think I was gonna get there this quickly you know exactly. what I mean it's like the timeline that you had set in your head it just seems like it's it it changed or it came so quickly or yeah. you're like oh wow like and you I feel like too you feel it too energetically wise like um at least for my, yeah, like, at least for myself, like, I feel it, like, energetically, even with things that I've, like, manifested or have come to, even if it's just, like, smaller things, like an item or things like that, it's also just, like, tuning in and listening and just taking, like, that pause, even if it's just, like, 30 seconds or 20 seconds and, like, I know that's how I manifested my Nespresso, literally, I got, like, a download that was, like, go to this store kind of thing and, like, got the Nespresso that I wanted for like way cheaper so yeah I definitely think like there's there's powers that be like there there is no way that it's just like it's just us like and like you said I love what you said about being co-creators because it it's like it's almost like God wants the best for you at the end of the day like you wouldn't have yeah like you wouldn't have um these feelings or want these wants do you know what I mean if you if you didn't think it was possible like think about the Wright brothers the people who made the plane and stuff like 
they knew it was possible, even though people laughed at them and were like, okay, you're going to put a bird, like you're going to make a bird, like good luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, and also just like, if you fail, seeing it as like, this is just, uh, what do you call it? This is just uh, feedback. It doesn't mean like I suck or it doesn't have to mean anything negative. Um, and sometimes your journey won't make sense to people around you. It like, it will not. And, but that's not for other people to understand. You are on your own path at the end of the day. So and that's really the power of like vision too. Cause yeah. it's so interesting when you think about like the things that you want, like really, if you sit and think about it, they're so specific to you. Like for example, mm-hmm. I could sit here and and just, you know, give you like a snippet into some of the things that I'm calling in and they're going to be so different. Like they might be similar to what you're yeah. calling in, right? But they're going to be so different in terms of like the details that it comes down to. And I always feel like God didn't put that dream in your heart, like that vision in your heart if it wasn't possible for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if that or something better wasn't possible for you. So if you're thinking about, okay, you know, I'm trying to manifest, like, say you're in, like, a job you don't like, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you know, some people are in jobs they don't like, or some people are in relationships they don't like, or some people are just in overall situations, like, they don't like their life, they don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And it's, like, that specific situation that you're in, if you have a vision of, okay, like, there has to be a job out there where I actually don't hate going to work, or there has to be a relationship out there where I feel like I'm loved, or whatever the case may be for you, you don't have that vision. You don't have that sort of almost expectation of where you could go if it's not possible for you. Like you really mm-hmm. just wouldn't be able to like see it if it, if it's not on, because yeah. you not believe in the parallel realities. Like if it's mm-hmm. not existing in a specific reality for you already, I believe you can't see it. Yeah. And, and that's so true. And it's mirroring too. I think it's like a mirror of like, hey, this is what's possible for you too um and showing you like what it is you can get as well because like you said you know when somebody tells you something and you're just like you're like it just goes in one ear and goes out the other and then like a couple years go by and that exact same thing they said you're like oh this makes some sense like you know what I mean yeah it'd be hit yeah exactly it'd be hitting different or like one person will tell you something somebody else will tell you the exact same thing but like for the, from the other person, you're like, wait a minute, like, you know, and your man's like, I told you this. And you're like, yeah, I know. But like, it's just something about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like I, I definitely like I agree with you and things like that. Like, I think, um, yeah, you have to like you have to put in the work. And if you're unhappy with your situation, uh, figure out, like, look at people and I'm not saying copy at, like by no means, but for myself, when I, I'm like, okay, I'm not happy about this situation. I know like one thing that keeps me going is like this too, too shall pass. Right. Like, cause time's moving, things are changing. Um, nothing's going to be permanent, but also coming up with a plan, like, okay, what am I going to do what steps do I need to take and asking yourself I think also sometimes we try like to go it's because of this like externalize but I feel like that's you giving your power away if you're always like it's because of this it's because I'm that it's because of this my like always and constantly like because my skin color because I'm this age like all these external things um and I'm not saying that they're, they're not valid but at the same time I think it's important to take responsibility and also ownership and taking your power back and being like, okay, but what can I do on my path or for myself, you know, like currently? 
it's almost like what you can control, right? So going, yeah, I'm going to narrow in on the skin color piece, right? Because I think that's sort of a, a really big conversation in our current day and age. And obviously both of us identifying as Black women, there's that narrative or that understanding that as Black women and people of color, we have to work X amount of times harder than someone who I, who doesn't identify as Black. Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing. And for me, it's sort of like, you know, in doing the work of like how, whatever your activism looks like, however mm-hmm. activism looks in your life, whether you're going to the protest, whether you're donating, whether you're, you know, whatever that looks like for you. And I think it can look differently for everyone. I don't think we have to set a specific standard of what that should look like. Yeah. But I think that a huge part of that is like saying, what can I control? Right. So mm-hmm. if like we are progressing as people and making these movements, but you know, the world still kind of sucks, right? And yes. I say that in um, because I know people always tell me like, oh, be positive, but we have to be realistic. Like, you know, black people are getting killed every day. Black people yep. are getting um targeted every day in their workplace, in their in their uh environments, like their home environments, like in all of these places across the country, across the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like if we're doing the work there and that is moving slowly in our everyday lives, it's sort of like, what can you control? And yeah. I think that's where I will sometimes sort of say, okay, well, I know I was raised to be smart. I was raised with a strong work ethic. I was raised to do X, Y, and Z. And although as a black woman, I do have to work harder to be seen, to be recognized, to be, you know, to be acknowledged in this world. Like I'm gonna I'm show up because baby, y'all not gonna have me out here feeling like I gotta be quiet just cause you wanna, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what it is. So I'm not gonna sit here and play small because the world wants me to play small as a black woman. Like, no, I'm gonna be yeah. loud and I'm gonna be proud and I'm gonna show up however the hell I wanna show up and y'all are gonna talk yes. to me crazy. It's yes. how I'm feeling, okay? Yes. Cause I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen. Yeah. In your power, baby girl. Yes. In your power. And and I think that's part of the activist movement of how we take our power back is like Mm -hmm. showing up really strong and 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 confident in our places. Like I'm specifically thinking about the workplace. Like when I show up in the workplace, Mm -hmm. it's like I I bring my blackness to work. I bring how Mm -hmm. I am as a black woman to work. So if I'm in meetings and stuff like that, yes, I'm professional. Like, yes, I believe there is that it's almost like that code switching piece, right? Where yes. you have to show up a certain way and work, right? But at yes. the end of the day, you know, everyone is sort of showing up with a more professional lens. Like, you know, you're not going to see people like taking shots on, on Zoom and not like Yes, that. there's a time and place for everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. when I show up, I show up as me. And yeah. it's like in my meetings, for example, I led a meeting this morning with my team and I was sort of like, you know, setting expectations for the week, X, Y, and Z. And it's like, um, what was one of the things I said? I told somebody, I was like, don't get lost in the sauce, girl. Don't get lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I almost told somebody I wasn't with the shits, but I said, I <laughs> but it's like, I bring my personality. I bring who yes. I am because it's like, in order for me to feel aligned with wherever I am in this world, I have to show up as authentically me and that means not downplaying myself or making myself small in certain spaces because it may make other people uncomfortable if you're uncomfortable 
that's not like a you problem. Exactly. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. And like, I, I love that. And even I find I'm similar. I'm the same way too at work. Like even when I'm talking to my boss and stuff, I'm like, okay, like this is what I'm going to say, but this is what I really mean. Like, don't play with me. But like, I'm going to tell, I'm going I'm to be nice and say, as per my last email, <laughs> you oh, know, I said, da, 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 da. but like what I really, but what I really mean is like, don't, don't play with me. Give me that paper. I'm not chasing you down at your big age. I'm not chasing you down, but don't make me circle literally, back. Actually. Literally. And I, and I think that's so important too, because at the end of the day, that's what, makes you so unique and also in you being able to show up as yourself and as a black woman you're giving permission to other people too to Mm -hmm. um let out of their box and be themselves and so what what's the worst that's that's gonna come out of it they don't somebody doesn't like you okay that's your business and if we and if we think about it you don't even like everybody like it's not everybody i'd be liking i'm like you know what (laughs) you're too much you're problematic you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so um I think that that's needed. And I also think the more you like hide and shrink yourself, I think that also leads to, that could also lead to like later on down the road, it could manifest in like mental health issues. Cause it's like, you're lost. You don't even know who you are. Right. And yeah. um, you're scared or you you're anxious and you're like about being yourself. And and not to say like every day is a working, like it's a working progress. You know, you reflect throughout your day and you're like, okay, there, I could have said to stand up for myself here. I could have said a little bit more, but I think it's a working progress and it's unshedding layers because even like as kids and the way we're brought up, we're told as women to just listen, you know what I mean? Be ladylike. And so now that we're in like in this age, we're like trying to, not trying to, but we are, um, figuring out who we are as women, how we want to show up in the world. And absolutely. And I think everybody, like you said earlier, everyone's uh, form of activism looks different, um, which I think it's important. I don't think everybody needs to be out there protesting. It could be by you donating or it could be by you. Something as little as like showing up of like, yes, I'm a black woman. Yes. I'm loud. Yes. I'm going to take up space in your workplace. It's like, exactly. Everyone's part as you know quote unquote small as it may be is a part to be played yeah you know what i'm saying uh, yes absolutely it's not up to anyone else to judge oh you should be playing a bigger part or you should be doing x y and z yes do what you can yeah right, in whatever chapter and space you are in your life yes and exactly that's the most important piece Oh yeah, absolutely. And I agree. I agree. Cause it's like, everyone's different. You know what I mean? Like some people energetically might have the end. We're projectors. Um, If you don't know what that is, human design. I'm sure you've talked about it lots on the podcast. You know what I mean? You talked about it, you know? Yeah. Like energetically, there's people that you're like, damn, they're killing. Like that could just not be me. Like it's just not who you are. And that doesn't mean you're not doing enough or anything like that. It's just everybody's journey is just so different and unique. And what you're bringing to the table is just enough as it is. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, we kind of like touched on our workplaces a little bit. And that's, Mm. I find that so, so interesting because had you approached both of us about a year ago, yeah. And actually not even a year ago yeah actually probably about a year ago yeah yeah I'd say a year ago that we would be in additional nine to five situations I think we would have seen it as not as us not progressing 
And mm-hmm. it's interesting because I've seen this sort of like movement on social media. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I've seen this sort of movement on social media where we are starting to almost like vilify the nine to five. Mm-hmm. And I've actually had episodes on my podcast. If you go way, way back, if you listen to like maybe episode two or four or something like that, I talk about sort of how can one work at a nine to five while still considering themselves an entrepreneur, while still working on their business, et cetera. And I have always felt, you know, I've gone through my seasons where I was like, I don't really see myself at a nine to five, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm not judging it. I'm not saying it's, it, you know, everybody should be out here working for themselves because that don't make no sense. Like who would be the employees? You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've gone through those seasons, but here I am in a season of life where I'm at a nine to five. I'm still also, uh, I still have a freelance client. I still have other projects going on. I still consider myself an entrepreneur and I will always consider myself an entrepreneur, but I'm at a nine to five that I actually enjoy that I feel like really takes my skills into consideration and really you know, really makes me feel seen, heard, and allows me to be challenged. And it's interesting because it's it's been such a full circle journey. So like, have you seen, I'm sure you've seen this on social media. People just talk about like, like, you know, F the nine to five, like we out here, go get that money, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. (laughs) Yes, I have. Yeah. No, like, yeah. And yeah a year ago literally I was like I don't want to be in a nine-to-five but I also think that's because of like the experiences that I've had in the past like and it just felt so restrictive or like just toxic um or just like energetically it just did not feel good and I like I'm on the same boat as you as well like I consider myself an entrepreneur um as well like through and through that's what I'm working towards with like my goals and everything I see myself working for me um long term but I think and 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 you know what like I love what you what you said about um having a nine to five that you really really enjoy because yeah. and like you said not everybody can be employee employee yeah employees um but at the same time I think it also shows that like there's benefits, like there's pros and cons to both sides. Um, with being an entrepreneur and stuff, like you have to be able to be a risk taker. You have to know one day will be great. You'll be on cloud nine. Next, you're like, I don't know where my next client is coming from or where my next bread is coming from. Um, and sometimes like we see the more glamorized size side of like being an entrepreneur. You know what I mean? It's like freedom. I can do this. I can do that. But when they come for your taxes, when the government says pay up, <laughs> you know what I mean? And literally, or like sometimes with benefits and stuff, when you have to go to the doctor and they're like, here's the bill and you go, oh. <laughs> so there's like pros and cons to both um sides are there people that are meant to be entrepreneurs absolutely i believe in that are there people that are meant to do both absolutely um are there people that just want i've met people that just they, they're fine they love their job they love what they do they don't want the additional stress of like working staying up late managing putting out fires constantly all the time or that stress and that ma- like that what comes with being an entrepreneur at times. And that is like, that is totally okay as well. I think it's just all like finding what aligns and works for you in the season of life that you're in. 
um, I know for myself and like I, when I introduced myself earlier, I said I was because right now I'm in school and I'm in doing my master's program. I know my full focus and my priority is school and I cannot give my full attention into starting and running a business full time. But I know it's a season of life that I'm in. Right. Because when I end up finishing my master's and I do have my own practice, private practice and stuff, I'm working towards it. I'm seeing it as like an investment towards that. Um, I'm using up my benefits right now. I'm like, girl, get your teeth widened, get it checked and do everything it is that you have to do. So I think there is, my perspective has definitely shifted. I'm not going to lie. I did like in the past was like, I mean, I was like, why would you want to work a nine to five? Why would you want to work for somebody else? Da, 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 da. Like, I was like, why would you do that? Why can't you just go do your own thing? But sometimes you have to go through it and see that it's not as easy as it looks initially, or sometimes the journey might change and shift or God's like, this is not a great time right now to be starting a business. I want you to go do this instead. Let me redirect your purpose. You need to learn the back end of things, right? So for myself and my role that I'm in right now, um, is this something I see myself doing forever? Heck no. But when I one day have my own like business and things like that, I know admin wise, this is what this looks like, right? I know how to hire. I know how to recruit. I know how to bring staff on. I know how to onboard them. I know how to offboard them. Um, so these are like skills that I'm learning on the back end of things. And I also think it's making me learn and have appreciation for whoever that would be working for me in the future, um, and I hire me being empathetic and sympathetic towards their role instead of just thinking, oh my God, like it's not so hard. Just do it's like, no, I've been there. So I get where you're coming from. And it's also making me think longer term um, of like, what kind of workplace do I want to provide for my employees? Cause I can't do it all. I need employees. Like I really can't do everything all right. And so it's just making me um, want to cultivate a workplace where my team feels valued. They feel loved. They have the freedom it is that they want and still being able to take care of their families. And I think, um, that's something that I'm learning right now in this season. And yeah, I, I feel like I just went on a ramble, but does that make sense? <laughs> All the sense. And I think one of the things you said was like, your your dislike of the nine to five came from your previous culture. And I completely mm. identify with that as well. I think, you know, my first job, I always talk about in the podcast, my first job out of grad school also um, was just really crappy and it was mm -hmm. a toxic environment. And it sort of laid this foundation for me where I had so much fear and anxiety mm. that I still have to say that I'm still working through, mm -hmm. you know, that was around this toxic work culture. But mm -hmm. since then, I've had the, the experience at different workplaces and I've been able to see how different companies function, how different managers are, how different teams are. Mm -hmm. And I think my current position right now is a job that I, I truly manifested this situation because it's, it's so in line with me in this season. Like it's remote. So I was able to like move to tech. But <laughs> and yeah. it's like, it pays me enough so I can, you know, I can feel comfortable and I can sustain my lifestyle. Yes. And it's something where I'm in a managerial position. So I feel like I'm really, like I'm given the autonomy. I'm able to lead and I'm able to like really truly not be bothered because I'm trusted to lead my team. And I'm not, you know, micromanaged because, 
I'm, I'm doing the managing. And I feel like that's yeah. so in line with me um, because I, I know I'm very much a leader. I'm very much someone who sees the big picture and can sort of steer people towards where we should be going. And yeah, visionary. Like the vision. Yeah. So being in this role really plays towards my strengths and also challenges me to rise to that because there's a lot of, there's been a lot of overcoming the imposter syndrome in this role for me because it's so it was so outside of what I thought I could do at the time. But mm-hmm. I truly believe that, you know, really it's like the nine to five isn't bad. Mm-hmm. And very similar to what you said, I don't think everyone is meant to work for themselves. And I don't say that to say, you know, there's any sort of hierarchy. I don't, I never would think, and I never thought before, and I certainly don't think now that the nine to five is any worse off than being an entrepreneur. Like you said, they both have pros and cons. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's about a lifestyle. At the end of the day, you can choose both because I'm doing both yeah. right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the money I make through work is not all the money I make. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't intend for it to ever be that way. The, the What I have cultivated and grown into now in terms of my mindset is instead of me thinking, you know, I want to just be this entrepreneur and do my business, you know, full time. I'm sitting here like, baby, let, let me grab this coin and, and my own coin too. You feel me? Like multiple streams of income out here is really yes. the goal. So yeah. it's like my vision for career has changed and what I want has changed. But I certainly feel like the conversation that I have been seeing on social media where people are almost telling people and shaming people around having a full-time job, I think it's problematic because you have people out here who are up and quitting jobs, who are thinking that there aren't good jobs, who are thinking that all workplaces are toxic, who are leaving situations where, honestly, let's be honest, if you, like, if you're, if you're not sure where your next money's coming from, maybe you shouldn't leave that job. Cause there have been situations where people will leave the job and, yeah. and it'll force them to work hard as hell. And they'll do, they'll go on, their business will be successful. And that's great. But what you also don't hear is the stories of the people who leave their job, who ain't got nothing lined up, their business ain't popping off yet, and they got to go back and find, they scramble to find another job because they done messed up their whole bag. That's what you don't hear. No one's talking about that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But we got to stop telling people, leave your job. Yeah. But why? If the job, if if you don't like the job, maybe leave that job and find you another good job or maybe build your business up. You know what I'm yes. saying? But stop telling people that they ain't shit if they work at a nine to five. Yeah. Baby, nine to five people. I can't. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm on a ramble, girl. I'm, I'm getting We love it. Yes. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know. I like moved to Dallas and then I, heard, I started hearing who said it. I think it was my mom or my aunt said something about, they was making a joke about me finding a man with oil money here. I'm like, oil money? They're like, there's money in Dallas. I'm like, what y'all talking about? Yeah, there is oil money in Dallas. Girl, I, mean, I was apparently the only one who didn't know there's money in Dallas. There's money in Dallas. <laughs> and baby, let me tell you, I'm clicking, clock, clicking, picking up my coin here. Okay. Okay. Baby. So the thing is, one thing I love around here is I see so many Black people in luxury. Mm. I will see, I will, oh my God, I remember I went to Crate and Barrel one of the first days I was here. I saw this black woman pull up in this white Mercedes. Ooh, beautiful coupe. I, <laughs> I see, like, it's like, and it's not just about the material things, right? It's about being able to see people who look like me living this life. Yes. I never knew 
black people could live or live before I start to see it. Right. Cause if you don't yeah. see people like you, you don't, it, you don't know it exists. Right. Exactly. So about that is like, I like, you know, through just being online things like that, I, I know that not all those people are influencers or entrepreneurs mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of good companies here. There are people working for these top companies. Like if I drive, cause I live really close to like the match headquarters. Like yeah. I live really close to headquarters of all these huge, huge companies. Com- yeah. And it's like, there are people here who have good jobs, who are working, mm-hmm. who are quietly collecting their coin baby and, and popping out with their coops. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they ain't talking crazy cause they mm-hmm. minding their business. Yep. You feel me? <laughs> yep. Literally, literally, no, literally. And it's like sometimes moving silence. And that's the thing. It's like, when you're, why, like, why do you need to be making all this noise? Hey, like, <laughs> and that's something I'm starting to learn too. Like, I'm um, not to say I haven't done it where I'm like talkative and like talk about the things that I'm going to do before it happens and things like that. But no, that there is. And sometimes I tell myself things are not so black and white. It's just because you don't know and you haven't seen it before is why you think it's not possible. And, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it's like taking yourself out of like going exploring. And like the thing that's great is like, yes, we have social media, we have YouTube, we can see other people. It helps us to see like, okay, this is possible kind of thing. Or even just flipping through magazines and like reading about people. And I know it's a little bit harder right now with, um, the pandemic and things like that, but networking and seeing, cause sometimes it's like, Oh wow. I didn't even know there was money. I would never have thought there's money doing that. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, until you take yourself out and explore, um, you just don't know. And when you were talking about like companies and people telling people to quit their, their nine to five, what I thought of is like, it's like a, like what I thought of is it's like, sometimes it's company, it's a family. You can have a family or know of a family that's like super problematic or like it doesn't function well. And that's the same thing. Sometimes it can translate into like the workplace culture and things like that. Whereas there's families that you'll see, or sometimes you'll be like, wow, they're, they're not even like, they can actually have a conversation and not like be at each other's head. Um, so, and I think it's about fighting, finding what it is that works well for you some people thrive off of like pro- like you know problematic places maybe that's their be- like that's their bag and <laughs> other people it's like you know we can work we can work together and treat people with respect um and i think that also comes from like top top down right like from the from the very top and how you're gonna and like I was even saying when I do have a company how do I want to like treat my employees right if I'm gonna offer them um benefits right away instead of waiting 90 day probation it's like this test like which now I'm like wow why, why why do they do that like I mean I get where they do that from a financial perspective but it doesn't have to be that way or for example um, studies have shown when you give employees unlimited vacation, they don't even end up using all of it and they work and they get their job done and things like that. So, and it's like, if I'm able to create a workplace that's like that, and that can benefit somebody else, they'll be happy working for me. Cause they're like, what the heck? Why would I like, she gives me everything I want. Why would I want to go elsewhere? So I think, um, we sometimes need to kind of like take ourselves out of like what it is that we're seeing constantly. And I mean, it is hard, like everything seems more routine-ish because it's like, wake up, 
go to gym, go home, go to work. Go, like, it's harder. We're not going to parties. We're not doing all of this. So we can't really see people, right? Which makes it a little bit harder, but I don't think that's an excuse. Um, and even like I told you this, DeAndra, like you're an expander for me. I'm like, okay, shit. Like she, she got a full gig. Like she working from home. Like it's possible. I'm like, once my contract is done, like that's the move. Like I know it is possible. Cause it's like, I see you like, you know, you have a great job, you have a working wage and you're still doing like, you still have your own business and things like that, like on the side. So I think sometimes we just have to take ourselves out of our comfort zone, like look for other people that are doing what it is you would like to do. And you can explore it and be like, actually, I thought I wanted that, but I didn't want that. I don't want that anymore. Right. But not being so like rigid. And I think this also reminds me of your post and that I reposted is like, allow the vision to change. It doesn't have to be like so set in stone. Do you know? It's like a journey. And like, why not enjoy it and play? Like if your goal was to go to Texas and you're like, actually, no, I want to go to Miami. Why not? Right. Um, don't feel tied down to like a thing or a place, like allow yourself to like free flow and move and change and because the only thing that's constant in life is change I'm not who I was when I was 20 years old and like I wasn't even who I was yesterday yesterday as we're speaking (laughs) so I think we should just need to allow ourselves to be more fluid and just play and explore and have fun and just know like this is not your final bus stop like you know it's yeah yeah no I love that and even what you say and like you know um What'd you say? You said something about like, maybe, you know, my vision, like if my vision was like, oh, move to Texas and then change. Yes. It's crazy because my vision, if I really go back to like, and it's so funny because my friends from who I know from high school will remember me talking about this, like even way back then, always saying like, I want to move to the South girl. It's crazy because I had never been to the South, like had no connection to the South, but I always have this vision to move into the South. Yeah. But I remember like at that time as, as a kid, essentially, a teenager, mm-hmm. I didn't know how it would unfold, but I always imagined it being something like I would meet this guy, we would get engaged, mm-hmm. married, then we'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, we want more space because Boston ain't got space like that. Let's buy a house in the South. And we buy a big ass house in the South, go yeah. down there, pop out a couple of kids, you know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. how the vision like in my head, I was like, it would go something like that. Cause I never, I never in a million years yeah. could see myself moving by myself. Because for me, I was like, how? Mm-hmm. It, like, it didn't even seem possible that I could move by mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. And so this, this part of my life right now, this specific chapter was something that I didn't even see. And I allowed that vision to change. When I got the nudges to move, I jumped on it, even though it didn't match up with the vision I had, even though it didn't really, you know, it's not that it didn't make sense. It just was kind of like, well, that's random. But I was like, mm-hmm. well, life is random, right? Yeah, well, life, <laughs> literally. Life is just a bunch of random moments. Literally. <laughs> and, and sometimes we see some sort of pattern in it, really. But um, speaking of, girl, listen, speaking of um, dating, speaking of dating, I was talking about marriage and moving to Texas with my imaginary husband who I have. Let me pour this tea. Let me, let me pour this tea for this. (laughs) She said, hold on, hold on. Let me pour this tea for this this segment, for this session. (laughs) Yeah, click, click. I wish I had me a drink. Click, 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 honey. But. 
I have been seeing, girl, I got tea for you too after this, but I have been seeing Ready. Yeah. This, this narrative, this chatter, this buzz about mm-hmm. high value men. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I don't know, like all the tea of these specific people, I think there's a guy on YouTube who like makes content. I haven't seen his content, nor do I want to see his content from what I've heard his content looks and sounds like. Who, who is it? Girl, I don't know. Just search high value men. I'm sure it'll come oh. up. Okay. Because um, I want to say it's not Derek Jackson. Oh. Is it? Is it the roommate? No, it's not the roommate. It's like a guy who literally like, he makes content about, he makes content that's like addressed. His like target audience, I think is woman. Yeah. He's basically telling women like the things they have to do to attract high value men. Yeah. And essentially like, again, if any of y'all listening and you know, follow this man, love this man, whatever, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, I, for, I haven't watched the content, but from what I have seen some things on Twitter, I personally was like, I will be enraged <laughs> if I tune in. It seems like it's a lot of content that's really geared towards like, like, you know, tell a woman, okay, if you're trying to, and, and okay, let me, let me back it up. <clears throat> so I think some of the content is geared towards saying things like, you know, if you are a woman and you are, you know, getting up there in age, right? Obviously mm-hmm. as women, you know, we have that biological clock. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's telling women like, okay, if you take into consideration this clock, like you, if you really want to have kids, like you have to basically be dating a certain way to be able to lock down a quote unquote high value man. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm really curious when you hear the term high value man, mm-hmm. what comes to mind? Because I have some thoughts about what comes to mind. <laughs> and for myself, I'm thinking, okay, here's what I'm thinking. I'm like thinking age 27, 28, 29, like that range. He has, he has a great job. He's working. He's done school. He does well for himself. Um, he's had like his fuckboy era, you know, he's gotten out of his system. <laughs> and um, he's like ready to settle down and have like just yeah ready to settle down with a partner maybe not have kids right away but it's definitely like in the future yes is like what I'm thinking he's kind he's loyal he's caring he treats his woman right um like all the things that women want from like a guy and all of that that's like what I'm thinking but at the same time the image that also pops into my head is like a man in a suit I don't know why but that's what I'm thinking that is so interesting and I think What's, what I heard from you is you equate high value men with the man that you essentially see yourself being with, right? So like, if you were to write a list of the partner you're calling in, yeah, you would write that list. Like you put 27, good mm-hmm. job, loyal, wants kids in the future. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's essentially like what you want. So for you, because it's what you want and what you're calling in, you equate it to be of high value. Right. Yes. I think for me, when I hear the term high value men, honestly, because I have been scarred from the specific <laughs> I personally don't like that term because I feel like it sort of I feel like it just it says that there are men in society who should be placed on a pedestal and then there are men who shouldn't. I, and I think yeah. at the end of the day, 
like as a society, we do place certain like certain personality traits, certain things on pedestals, right? So wealth, yes. of course, is one. If someone has money, yes. typically in our society, they're seen as more powerful. They're seen as better. If someone is yeah. more physically attracted to the masses, they're seen as a better person, right? Race to things, race, yeah. like certain like uh, your gender, yeah. Standards are placed on pedestals, things like that, right? Mm. But I think when we talk, when we say high value men, I think you know again, we're, we're almost saying like that there are men that are low value. Right. And so mm-hmm. then those men, I think while for you and I, someone that maybe doesn't have a great job, maybe doesn't want kids, maybe smokes pot all day, whatever they hmm, do. It's like a bum. Maybe someone who lives like that is not our specific type or what we want mm-hmm. but there's somebody out there who that, that person might be like a match for them literally and who the hell am i to say that man is not a value because he just because he ain't a value to me yes. and so i feel like with the whole high value men thing like it almost feels like we're taking these like certain standards and we're putting them on this pedestal and then we got women out here who are it's like we're all it almost feels like we're all chasing after like a small group of men who now have cause to have a large ego because they think everybody trying to come for them. Mm. And I don't know, like that's the vibe I get from it because I feel like, I feel like for me, when I think about the type of partner I'm calling it, and so, okay, let me give you the tea. I'm gonna give the whole podcast a tea, y'all. I'm gonna give y'all, hey. I'm gonna tell y'all story. Story time, y'all. Y'all get ready, get ready. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like a little bit, not a ramble, I'm sure in it. So there was this guy that I had matched with on a dating app, right? And we were having a conversation, you know, whatever, whatever. And I basically, like, I just kind of sometimes would like to talk to someone on the phone or FaceTime before like meeting up if possible, just because it's like, you get, you can, you can rule people out. If y'all don't vibe over FaceTime, y'all don't vibe yes. on the phone. Like, y'all not going to vibe in person. That's just how I feel. At least that's for me. Yeah. So we get on a FaceTime call and we're talking And we're talking about, and he brings up this topic of high value men. Mm -hmm. And the reason he brings up this topic, and I don't know how we got into it, but he was, he essentially had asked me about if I wanted kids. And then Mm -hmm. he asked me how old I was. And so I was like, oh, I'm, you know, 26, I'm about to be 27 in May. Mm -hmm. And he had this response of like, kind of like a, ooh, you know? So I was like, all right, what's up with that? Yeah. And he was basically right. He he looked kind of like, like like panicked for me. I'm like, okay, baby, let me know yeah. what's up. Like, why not know? He was like, he basically was telling me, like, okay, well, you're about to be 27. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you basically getting up there in age. If you want to have kids and you're looking for a man, you better find one quick type shit, is what he was telling me. So he he came all types of sideways. I was like, I was like, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it. But then he proceeded, yeah. he proceeded. And he proceeded to kind of ask me, you know, what, what are you looking for in a partner? And one of the things I said somewhere in this answer, because I kind of, you know, kept it short and sweet, because after the, the comments about my age and stuff like that, I already knew I'm about to get off the phone soon. Like, we ain't, <laughs> baby, like, we ain't finna keep talking like this, but, you know, I'm gonna answer your question. This is the answer your question. So part of what I said was I wanted a partner. Yeah. I wanted someone who, who could be, and equal to me yeah and he felt like that was in his view a wrong answer because to him to him in society now we're seeing a lot of women who are very independent we're seeing a lot Mm -hmm. of women who 
we got our own money. We got yes. our own cars. We got our own places. We mm-hmm. got, we could take care of ourselves. We can get our nails done by ourselves. We get our hair done by ourselves. We don't, yep. we don't need a man. No. I personally love that because I feel like when you don't need a man and you are standing in your worth, mm-hmm. you can look for a man who really is what you want. Because when you need a man, there's almost a little bit of a desperation there. And now you yes. like low-key can settle because you're kind of like, damn, I need my nails. I just, just take this life. one. Yeah. Let me just snatch him up real just quick. <laughs> but when you know you don't need no man. Yeah. You're like, girl, oh, he ain't what I want. Like, mm. Mm, yeah. I'm good. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And so he felt like my answer was wrong because he was almost like, well, you know, he was, he basically told me, like, you can't be a man. So you can't be an equal to a man. And that's where I had to pause him because I said, ain't nobody, never in what I said was I saying, I was trying to be a man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what, when you had picked up on that. I was like, boy, you must, I, the connections got crisscrossed somewhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I think, you know, that's where we as women, at least some of us are facing like, I guess, struggles in dating now, because mm-hmm. I think with men, it's like as an independent woman, I think we can both identify with this as an independent woman. When I yeah. say I'm looking for a partner, when I say I'm looking for an equal I know that as a woman, as someone who is sitting in her, you know, feminine, as someone who is confident and loves being a woman showing up with certain presence of femininity, I don't want to be like overly dominant in a relationship. At the same time, I know I have an alpha personality. I'm a leader. I'm going to say what I say. I'm going (laughs) to say how I say it. I'm not going to shrink myself in the presence of a man to simply stroke his ego. That's not my personality. So that being said, I know I need a man who is also an alpha, who's going to show up with just as strong as a personality, but one that is, one that is very, it, it matches mine. So in places mm-hmm. where I want to lean into submission, he can lean into dominance. In places where I want to lean into dominance, he can fall back a little bit and let me lead in that in certain areas. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean when I say I want a partner, when I say I want someone who could show up as my equal. If I'm showing up out here and I'm ambitious, I'm getting my money, I'm doing what I do, mm-hmm. I want you to show up the same way. Like you can't be settling for a job that you don't like or settling for getting like low coin here and there baby if i can if if i'm trying to buy me chanel bags i'm gonna need you to be able to buy me chanel bags so just because i can get it myself don't mean i don't want you to get exactly yeah absolutely and i yeah like i i don't know he probably must have like missed the point of what you were trying to say. Cause I feel like I was listening to Steve Harvey's book um, called think like a man, act like a woman or something. Let me, okay. Let me just get, make sure it's the right book. I'm going to check here. Yeah. I was listening to it and he mentioned, um, okay. Act like a lady, think like a man. That's the title. If yeah. everyone, anyone's curious, I'm listening to it currently. It's a good listen. Like it's, it's a good listen. I'll say listen to it rather than read it. But, um, and he was saying like for men, like men are, they're simple beings. And for them, the way that they've been brought up, which I agree with is like, they're, they're, they're brought up. Like, you know, you take care of the household. Um, you take care of, 
like you're you're the provider essentially like you know what I mean like if you fall get up or like brush yourself up like you're good kind of thing they're taught to be providers and sometimes for men it is harder for them um like if they they don't have anything going for them to then go promise a woman like oh yeah I'm gonna take no because to them their ego is like I can't like I feel like a loser. Like, I feel like I can't do anything or provide for you, even though to us, we're like, no, it's fine. Like we know you're working towards a goal kind of thing. So yeah, he's probably looking at it. Like that probably took a blow to his, his ego. And he's like, well, if I'm not, if I can't provide anything or like, he doesn't see himself as useful because he just sees himself as just like, a get, like, do you know what I mean? My job is to give and you appreciate me for that because that's how they feel good like I mean I get that but I think the thing is like nobody is saying I don't want you to like also provide do you know what I mean like I know what you mean yeah because we're saying we can do it ourselves we're not yeah. saying don't do anything for us and I think that's where sometimes the, the conversation with, you know, independent women and these high value men and all these things, I think that's where the conversation gets misconstrued because it's like, okay, if, you know, you're in a partnership and you're living with a man who you expect to become your husband or maybe you are engaged or whatever the case may be, it's like just because you can afford to pay the mortgage and pay the this and pay the that doesn't mean that he can't do it and then maybe you do something else. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. within you and your partner to figure out how y'all want to split bills or not split bills or whatever the case is. I feel like that's kind of something that I've been working on doing is kind of trying to like let men lead a little bit in some ways, even though I know I can. Like one thing I've been doing is like, I'm kind of that person where if I want, if I'm trying to go out or something, I'm going to say something. I'm going to be like, yo, like you want to go somewhere or you want, you know, like I'll do yeah. that. Yeah. But I also understand that can be a very masculine and dominant behavior. So mm. I've been doing like, you know, trying to, trying to almost lead them to the water so they can drink. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but like, you know, like, okay. Um, like hint, like drop yeah, subtle hint. Like, yeah. Like if you were to ask me out, yeah. I, I would love to, you know, like if you were to ask me, I would say yes. Yeah. So like if you like I'm I'm really interested or something like just giving giving them that, because I think also to another thing is like sometimes it is that fear of like getting rejected that makes men not want to pursue or not want to talk to you or whatever the case may be, because they feel like they're going to get rejected. And it's like if you can give them that almost like that hint of like, no, you won't get rejected, like maybe then they will decide to lead and ask you on a date or whatever. And I found that at least with the men that I, uh, I haven't been on many dates here, y'all, but I have been on a few dates and um, most of them, if not all, I the men asked me out and mm-hmm. I found that on those dates, like it was that really nice flow of someone being able to lead, like with them picking the place and telling me the time, like little things like that, I feel like are very much, a man's job. I, yeah. I, in my like, if you're going to ask me to hang out, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? You can ask me what I like. You can ask me what type of food I like, whatever. But I, I want you to pick a place. I want you to tell me, I don't want you to, you know, ask me out and then have me play on the date. Like maybe you asked me <laughs> what it look like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I like, I agree with you. And I also think it takes like a certain, like certain men that are, 
self-aware to be like yes she's good either like do you know what I mean like okay because things have changed life has changed like women are working we're not just like sitting at home or waiting for like and not to say like some women don't do that there's nothing wrong with that but times look different right now we're not taking care of the kids or doing housework we're like no we want to go work we want to go to school we want to do our own thing which is so a little upsetting to me say that again I said sometimes we're doing both which is a little yeah we're doing a lot like imagine you're a working woman you come home you have kids you have to make the kids dinner yeah that's why I don't um I don't like when people shame people who have like nannies who can afford Mm, that luxury. Yeah, no, we don't do that. Because I think as women, like if you can live a lifestyle where you are able to get help in raising your kids or in the household and you're working and you're doing other things and you're trying to juggle, like I think that is perfectly reasonable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm about to be having help when I get, because I'm I'm definitely someone who wants to like work and do stuff like that, but I also- I also want to like have help. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, I feel you like food delivery, come clean my house. Like, yeah, I'm, like not, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it all. I also think to the way, and maybe this goes back to us as women and like, you know, the way men sh- should be raised is like, okay, you like, she's going to be good either way without you, but you also need to be able to offer and be like, hey, are you, let me help you with the dishes or let me do these things for you or, um, and not just be like, okay, I'm just going to come home. I've worked all day. I sit there. I do nothing while you do all the other work. I also think like the up and coming generation even need to change their parenting style and realize that like women are not just like you're, we're not here to just serve you or whatever you need to also serve us too as well right like it's an equal like give and take um it's kind of like what I'm thinking what's coming to mind and I also think too is because as women we've let them get away with it we're like oh you didn't do this kind of thing and so that's how it keeps going right we all need to not like I mean it's not gonna be everyone's bags different everyone everyone wants is different but I think it's like stop allowing certain things it's like okay well if you think it's okay to not do that then I don't want this and if another woman says well I don't want this either then he's gonna be like hold up (laughs) something's a little different whereas if Susie says yes and one person says no and this one says yes and yes and then one no it's inconsistent right so it's like well I could just get away with it so I think like when it comes to like raising boys nowadays um I shouldn't just say boys because like gender is changing people's um, sexual identities are shifting and morphing, but I'm just going to say the masculine energy. I'm going to say, yes, 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 yes. Like heterosexual boys. um, Or males. Yeah. Males like that needs to change. Like that needs to change. And I remember I was having this conversation, not these, this exact same conversation, but something similar. And my cousin, he's Nigerian and his wife is white. And he was like told in Nigeria, like, you know, like I can get away with sitting, like coming home from work and sitting down and not doing anything and just being like, how's your day, honey? Good. And she brings the food and everything. But he's like, listen, I'm in Canada. I have to adapt when she's going to work and her friend saying, oh, um, my husband took the laundry out or he took the garbage out or whatever. And then she's like, well, what the heck? Like I'm here like slavering myself for this man. Right. And then that's going to give her ideas to start thinking and being like, 
hmm, okay, like what, what did I really settle for here, right? So, and he's like, I had to change. I had to adapt. I asked her, do you need help? Do you want me to hold the baby? Do you want me to go get groceries? Do you need some time for you to go work out, do your own thing? Like he had to step up, but at the same time, it took that self-awareness and not every man's going to be like that. Um, and so, yeah, like that's like, that's like what comes to mind for me or what I'm thinking, like for myself, like, I want you to like, I'm good either way too. Like I'm the same way as you. I'm independent. I'm like, listen, I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm good either way, but like just those little gestures of you offering and being like, Oh, like, you know what? I got it. And I'm not asking for you to be perfect. I need to see that you're working on yourself. Do you, like, cause life is a season, right? You might be in your season where you're, everything's good. Everything's Gucci. One day they hand you a pink slip. You ain't got no job anymore. Right. And it's taking a toll on you. I, I need to stand there and support you and gas you back up, you know, and, and in that way, but if you're going to sit at home and be a bum, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, like, come on, like we can't do that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I think it takes a man that's like self-aware instead of just like, Oh, like you said, then it's like, we're putting them on this pedestal. Right. And it's like also very black and white or like you're here or you're there. And that's not humans. Humans change. Right. A guy might be a bum for a while. And one day he has epiphany. Like, he's like, dang, I need to get my life together or something might rock his world where he's like, listen, I, I gotta, like, I gotta change. I gotta, something's gotta give. So yeah, I, I don't agree with the whole, this is a high value man. And this is not a high value man kind of thing. Um, yeah, no, I'm like self-awareness, conscientious, like emotional intelligence is what we need. Patience. <laughs> I think the self-awareness is like a really big one to be yeah. able to look at yourself objectively and mm -hmm. where, especially if we're talking about in relation or in the context of a, a romantic relationship, right? Yeah. To be able to look at yourself um, objectively and say, you know, I may be lacking in this area for my partner. Or if mm -hmm. your partner brings something to you and says something to you about, I need you to X, Y, and Z, know that it's not an attack on you or anything like that, right? If it's yeah. brought to you in, in a way where it's out of love and it's out of respect for the relationship and out of a, de a desire for the relationship to continue to thrive and to grow, to be able mm -hmm. to be self-aware enough to say, okay, you know what? Like I may not have done X, Y, and Z before in my life, but my partner needs this of me and yeah. I love this person so much and I want this relationship to thrive so much, I'm willing to do this. And yeah. I feel like that's a piece of, you know, that that's either way. That's that's mm -hmm. men, women, heterosexual, homosexual. Um, yeah. There's other sexual types, but I'm not, I cannot remember any of them right now. But any <laughs> yeah. relationship really, any relationship and even out of the context of romantic relationships, that could mm -hmm. be a friendship, that could be relationship. Yeah parents right just to be able to be objective and know that it's not always an attack on you and your character sometimes like someone is setting boundaries that they need you yeah. to know. someone sometimes yeah. someone is saying what they need from you if you if you enter a relationship and you're asking what do you need from me and someone gives you an answer be prepared to give that to them in some capacity or be prepared to leave the relationship you know what I yeah mean? yeah um, and it might, it might, yeah, it might feel very like, it might feel very uncomfortable. Like for myself, I'm not, 
and uh affection i'm not <laughs> and like i try and, like it's just not me <laughs> i'm laughing at myself i'm laughing at myself but like it's just like and i know why i am that way like obviously childhood you know but like for myself i'm like a lot of men their love language is physical touch and like i'm like why do you need to for me i'm like why do you need to be touched <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i just don't like to be touched i don't know you like, yeah like literally but i'm like okay that's yeah like that's something that i need to be able to be like okay i understand it makes you feel this way but like what can i do and Sometimes too, I was reading about this like recently too as well um, in a book called The Dance of Intimacy. And it's like sometimes we like what attracts us to somebody else is like their uniqueness and their difference, like how they say opposites uh, attract each other. But then longer term, those things that actually attracted you is what starts to repel you. So like, let's say you're someone that's like loud and da -da 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 -da, that usually tends to be me in the relationship. I'm more of like the outgoing one. And like my partner's more like mellow and chilled and things like that. But over time, it's like, they say that like they might be like oh why, like, why are you so annoying you're so loud in this and it's like that thing that once attracted you you're just like oh like it annoys you and with intimacy it's um you have to accept the other person as who they are fully without trying to change them or morph like you have to accept them pretty much as who they are but and they have to, and for you as well, like you don't want someone to come and tell you, you need to change your personality or you need to be this way. You're like, what the fuck? Like, fuck off. But um, you, we, we need to control how we react to certain things um, that might like trigger us or bother us about them. Because over time, when we tend to not like, we tend to react more of like, oh, why are you so this? Why are you so that? That's what's going to keep pulling the intimacy away. But also taking like a second, pausing, asking yourself, okay, what can I do instead of me reacting to this thing that bothers me about them is understanding, okay, yes, they're different. Yes, they're unique. They've been this way because this is how their childhood is. Maybe their family's loud. They talk a certain way. They act a certain way. But also asking yourself, what is it about them that's like triggering me right now in this moment or making me feel uncomfortable? And it's not that you're changing yourself to them is what she says in the book, but more so just being like, OK, what can I do in this situation? Right. It's like, OK, do I need to excuse myself from this space? Like an example that she also gave in the book is like um, she's she came from a very independent family and her her husband's family, they're very like connected. Let's do everything together. Let's go on a trip together. And she likes to have her own time. And so she asked her husband, okay, we're all going on this family trip, but I want to spend three days, just us. And then the other five days we'll go hang out with them. And usually what she would do is as he's on the phone, talking to his family, being like, Hey mom and dad, we need to, me and my wife are going to spend three days on our own. She'd be in the back being like, tell them this, like tell them like yelling at them and like adding more into it. Whereas like now she, what she said she does is like, she just tells her husband, this is how I feel. I need three days to myself and just trusts him and leaves him alone to handle it without like being in his back, adding her little two cents to it. Cause at the end of the day, it's a need that it's something that she wants, but you can do your part and leave the rest. Right. So I hope that made sense. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, yeah. it's, it's like, she's giving that trust that he's going to 
handle the situation. Boundaries and yeah, and handle the situation. Exactly. And without like jeopardizing who she is as a person who needs her own space and her relationship with her man. Cause it's like, Oh, you didn't say this. You didn't add this kind of thing. It's like, just relinquishing control. Wow. I don't know if that, you guys know what I mean. You know what I mean. (laughs) I feel you. I completely feel you. And that makes a lot of sense to me, especially like, as you were talking about the, the intimacy piece and the, the, what brought you together, especially if it was an opposite sort of Mm -hmm. attraction, the thing to rip, to repel you in the end, you know, yeah. it's ironic, isn't it? Um, right. It, which is so funny. It's literally so funny. It's like, we, we think that we're going to change people. And it's like, no, you have to be okay with this person changing. Sometimes the opposite thing is what makes it exciting. If someone is yeah. like, it can be something that's exciting. Cause maybe, you know, you've never experienced the person like that before. And that can be like, you know, all new and all exciting. And once that fades away, right. Once that initial, you know, honeymoon stage phase like away and you're you're left with who the person is and who you are at the end of the day. If mm-hmm. y'all don't match on certain calibers, certain values, certain things that you each deem appropriate and you each deem important to yourselves, like it's not, it's just not, it's not gonna work. So, yeah, know. exactly. But, um, this has been such a great chat. I feel oh, like yeah. about to wrap it up. Okay, we're about to wrap it up. And uh, yeah, like, what do you want to leave us with? Like, how should we wrap this conversation up? I feel like I want to thank everyone for tuning in, for listening to this episode. I know it was a little bit different. I don't even think I'm going to add an intro to this. Like, I want to just get right into the conversation. Yeah. So it is also 8.17. I have to schedule it. I know, I was going to say. Go to bed and I have to read and I have to, I'm like hungry. I had my... I had my dinner at like 4.30. So I'm like, mm, no wonder I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And I only had a pancake. So I'm like, I'm going to have a snack. Yeah, I think you I'm might have some what? Like a little cup of oatmeal as like a little yeah. snack dinner thing. Because I don't like to eat too late because um, mm-hmm. I don't sleep when I eat too late. But I'll have like a little bit of oatmeal. And I feel like that should be good. Yeah. But this was such a good conversation. I feel like we gotta like do more of these, like make this sort of- We really? Can we please? How it, how it hits like, the audience. Can we, can we seriously, please? I'm so down. Yeah, I, wanna, I definitely want to see how it resonates with the audience, see if everyone likes it, because I know it's like definitely a little bit different than yeah. the, usual, the usual manifestation episodes and things like that. But definitely want to bring y'all something different, want to bring y'all something chill and just have a conversation with toes. So I will not be editing this episode at all, you guys, besides just some, uh, some logistics stuff for the sound. So it is raw. It is real. You're getting all of what we said. You're getting the entire conversation and all the tea. But I want to thank you so much, Tolu, for tuning in for, I'm um, not for tuning in, well, I guess for tuning into the Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> with me today. And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning into this episode, for listening to Manifest Daily, for being a member of the Patreon, if you're a member of the Patreon, and just for all the support. Um, I will be linking all the things that y'all need down to show notes. And yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.
What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.